You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grawlix Nights, the Grawlix Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. How's it going, everybody? Savannah says late. We're right on time. Are you new? You're not. You know where <laughs> Anywhere between 15 to 45 minutes after the stated time. Hey, everybody. So we're here. Some people might, you know, last week we were unsure of what we were going to do. Uh, today we were unsure of what we were going to do. Uh, we're glad to see you've joined us instead of uh, Zack Snyder for his chat along Justice League Snyder Cut deal. Um, we're not going to be talking about that much, if at all, tonight. Uh, I personally am going to wait till it's viewed the way it's meant to be viewed as part of a 16 hour long fan edit of <laughs> Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, and Justice League. The only way, the true fans' way to watch it. <laughs> so yeah yeah clearly <laughs> you know what's gonna happen you know somebody's already they're ripping it from hbo they're already doing it oh i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there's a new i'm sure there's already a new snyder uh hashtag you know like release the snyder cut i'm sure it's dude I, i've heard it's like restore the snyder verse or something yeah that's what it like is that. paul <laughs> yeah. paul had sent me i don't know if paul's joined us yet um savannah by the way says you guys know i would never watch the snyder crap Paul had sent me a message yesterday or the day before with some expletives, and uh, and it was just a screenshot of an article with an article and some tweets, and it was re- hashtag Restore the Snyderverse or whatever. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. So uh, people are. Paul says he's Snyder watching right now. Cool. Buckle, oh. buckle the heck up. So Jesse has watched it. <laughs> Jesse has watched it. I I kind of wish Melanie and I have not. I kind of wish we had because <laughs> Jesse's full assault about it tonight. Like you, ooh, just saying he had to turn his filter on before we went live. Um, yeah. But so we'll we'll probably talk about talk about it next week after everybody's sick of hearing about it. Yeah, because that's I, how we do. I almost feel like I shouldn't it. Just because I don't want to encourage this kind of behavior. You know what I mean? Uh, but but I don't think my one watch is going to really make a big difference. Especially after all the hype it's gotten. So here's the question. Are you going to watch? Are we going to watch it together? Or are you going to watch it on your own? Four hours is rough. I was, I was informed today that I should watch it with you. And we should experience together. Experience it together. Who, who told you that? My nephew. I was like, oh, uh, I'm like, it's on. I should watch it. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you have to watch that with Randy. He's like, that's your thing. <laughs> and I'm like, is it? And he's like, you guys talk about it all the time. And I'm like, you're right. We do. Okay. Okay. So, well, there go, there's our weekend. <laughs> yeah, it really is. At least all of Saturday. <laughs> all right. Well, I actually don't have a whole lot of recent viewing. I guess, first off, hi, guys. How's it going? Anything new? Hi. Anything exciting to talk about before we jump into react at the news nope. <laughs> nope okay 
Yeah, I don't think. Uh, oh, it's happy birthday, Savannah. Her birthday is Sunday. Happy birthday, Savannah. She's going to be 72. <laughs> huh. I don't know why Savannah suddenly the old one. It's it's Savannah's birthday. Paul's still going to be 60. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's more on brand. Speaking, speaking of Paul being 60, uh, I don't know when it'll come out, but we recorded a really fun thing with the 60s Reboot podcast. So mm-hmm. right, keep an eye out for that. I believe, yeah, I believe that'll be, I'm not, I feel like it's a monthly show at this point. I'm not sure. So maybe next month, but uh, yeah, we recorded a 60s reboot with Matty D, of course, that's his show, and Paul, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Matt this week just released his uh, St. Patrick's Day right. episode with him and old Jerry, Jerry the Gnome, and they talked about- Interesting little twist on the end there. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but I was like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. So you should go to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to that 60s reboot podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I feel like I haven't watched anything. Melanie and I have been watching Archer, which is not new. No. Um, I've been watching Atlanta here and there, but I've already talked about that. And I feel like that's about it. I don't think we've watched any movies or anything. <laughs> I did rewatch uh, Captain Marvel, and uh, I think it's all right. It's all right. It's not great. I I I, uh, I think I said this when I watched it the first time, but like I don't know. I think it gets a lot of um, SJW dogpiling that it does and doesn't deserve. Like there's a few where it's just like, okay, if you had just kind of shaved that little bit off there then they would have no fodder. They'd have nothing to complain about. I I mean, I think the people that complain about that kind of thing is gonna are going to complain anyway because it, right. it's a very high-profile female-led, you know, comic yeah. right. movie. Yeah. Uh, that said, I'm not saying it's her fault, but is it Brie Larson? Yeah. Brie Larson, yeah. Kind of, you know... D- don't poke the trolls or whatever they say, whatever the expression is. Hey, oh yeah. She, she, she didn't care about that. She, 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 she doesn't bring it upon herself. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, uh, she gives them fuel. She sure didn't shy away from it. Right. Right. Um, but also that movie wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, I, it was, right. it was, um, not, and I'm not saying, okay, I'm not a big fan of Brie Larson anyway, but the writing on that movie was not great. And the, the presentation of the story itself, I felt, I think was off, um, was do- not done in, in a smart way, but I feel, I feel about that movie the way I feel about the Dr. Strange movie, um, in that it was fine. It introduces the character, but it's not one that I'm going to go back and rewatch a whole bunch. Like, I, I think that. Doctor Strange has done better in all the other movies that have come out since. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, hopefully that's what will happen with Captain Marvel 2 is that right. she'll get better with each um, cameo that she gets, which they didn't use her very well in Endgame, but, you know, yeah, no, they will be better. Yeah, they made her they made her very unlikable in Endgame, I thought. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, the presentation of the character definitely doesn't randomly Captain Marvel review the presentation of the character also didn't help because yeah she in general she's not very likable and 
and there are legit, I think, complaints. Uh, like there's, I feel like just not long ago I watched, I don't know why, a YouTube video talking about kind of the main issue with that movie. And it's that the whole time they're telling the audience, the character, other characters in the movie are saying she's too emotional. She's too emotional. She needs to control oh, yeah. her emotions. That's her, her, that's their character arc as she plays it like a robot. Right. There's not a mm-hmm. spark of emotion on her face. What was that movie we watched for um, Lunchbox Live with her? That she Oh, Unicorn Store? Y- yes. Oh, yeah. Also not great. And she played right. something like autism or something. She played it very like, but she still at least would portray an emotion once in a while. And there was like none of that in Captain Marvel. So that's a what big I, problem with that. I think the reason I was like compelled to watch it was that uh, I wanted to see um, – Kind of some ties back to the Monica Rambo character okay. since we just watched uh, WandaVision. And uh, and there's some there's some fun callbacks. I mean, like Marvel really has their game face on when it comes to like setting up Easter eggs down the road. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole Jimmy Woo learning magic from Ant-Man kind of thing. Um, what was it? Uh, there's a there's a line in Captain Marvel where it's like, OK, you 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 can come with us, but you're going to have to learn how to glow. I was like. That's literally her powers at the end of WandaVision. She glows. Right. So, I mean, like, they're nodding. They're nodding ahead in ways that uh, I wouldn't. I didn't even think to catch the first time. I think that that like very calculated plotting forward of things is more apparent in some of the Marvel movies than others. Like Captain Marvel, it's very apparent. And that's where they bring in where they're going to go with all the space stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Avengers, the second Avengers movie, I kind of hate it, but I, like I said, I think last week, um, I like where they went with it with mm-hmm. WandaVision, but like Wanda and Vision were two of the things I hated most because it was such a like mandated, we need these characters because they're the second wave or I guess it turns out like fourth wave, fourth phase or whatever. Um, and then Doctor Strange, I agree. Like it's, it was interesting it's definitely not the best. I don't feel the need to rewatch it and it doesn't feel as like calculated, but it is the, we need to introduce the audience to the world of magic, you know, and the time stone in particular, right? And how it works. Yeah. Sometimes it's more apparent than others. Um, okay. Anything else? Tilda Swanson kind of took me out of it. Right. Right. What a weird choice. I'm telling you, she or and Kate Blanchett are actually the same person. The same <laughs> person. I'm just trying to figure out which one is playing the other and trying to <laughs> fool everybody. Hmm. Because Kate Blanchett is another one. They both like to play multiple roles in the same movie and be cast as people, as characters that are not th- them at all. Are not, you know. Yeah. Are very against type. Yeah, like old men. Right. That seem, seems to kind of be a theme. Anyway. Um, I'm going to play, yeah, I'm going to play a woman character and an old man character in the same movie because I'm Tilda Swinton. I could do that. Yeah. And everybody on earth is just like, yeah, okay, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, okay. Let's react to some news. Let's actually get to the feature topic in a timely manner. It's amazing. Well, wow, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We'll try something new. I'm going <laughs> to just kind of jump around some of these stories. Uh, Listen, uh, to be honest, there aren't any stories that, except for this next one, definitely got my interest. None of them are like 
mind-blowing stories. But there's some interesting ones, and I think a couple that'll inspire some conversation. Uh, this is definitely the one that caught my eye the most, and I was like, what? New Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a direct sequel to the 1974 classic. Huh. So Paul says, I'll try everything once. I don't... Okay, I'm catching it. Don't get distracted by comments, Randy. Okay. So my first reaction is like, what new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? (laughs) What? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently, uh, producer, uh, is it Fetty Alvarez? Who I believe directed Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, which wasn't terrible. Yeah. The concept is flawed. You just don't, why? Why? What's the point of remaking Evil Dead? Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently, uh, he and Legendary Entertainment will be making producing a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, it's let's see, upcoming twenty twenty one film is indeed a sequel to a direct sequel to Toby Hooper's nineteen seventy four classic. By the way, this is coming from ComingSoon.net. Um, quote. It's a direct sequel, and it's the same character. It is old man Logan, Leatherface. I almost said Logan. What if it is like an old man Logan take on Leatherface? <laughs> Alvarez had said that. So uh, <laughs> he he refuses to use his chainsaw until the very, very end. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's got a f- different family now or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also said, quote, everything is classic old school gags. A lot of the approach we had on uh, a lot of the approach that we had on Evil Dead, never visual effects to do everything on camera. I read that yeah. weird. I'm sorry. It's very old school approach to filmmaking. Vintage lenses. It's vintage lenses. It's very similar to the original film. So like the whole thing is, you know, it's a Texas chainsaw. There's going to be gore. So they're like, we're going practical with all the gore, which right. is good in my opinion. Yeah. And they, they did. I honestly, uh, the remake of evil dead was unnecessary. Yes, but it was, it was okay. It was not the most memorable thing either, but the, they did it all with practical effects, right? I believe. I believe so. And some of the stuff they did was amazing, actually. Ugh, ugh. It makes me go, ugh, just thinking about it. The tongue thing. I don't remember yeah. the tongue thing. Ugh. But, yeah, that's the thing that really sticks with everyone. It is. Yeah. Bicycling uh, the tongue. Ugh. So, here's, here's so the, the tongue sticks out? Yes, it does. <laughs> so here's... Sorry, I'm slow. I was reading and then it like dawned on me what you said. <laughs> um, I was going to say, here's the thing that really surprised me about it is this is actually not, this will be like the second time somebody's made a direct sequel to the 1974 movie. Hmm. So this isn't even like the first direct sequel that ignores everything from the franchise um, because... Does it say here? This ignores that, though. <laughs> I think it does. I'm assuming if it's a direct sequel to the 1974 classic, I'm assuming it, it, it ignores not only all the like original canon sequels and the reboot and its like prequel and the reboot sequel to the original 74 classic and its sequel. I think there might have been a sequel to that. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I think it ignores everything. I, it's just like... Texas Chainsaw Massacre is awesome. And even the bad ones, no, that's not true. I remember really not liking the remake, the first remake at all. The one remake, whatever. Um, but 
of the original sequels, like the second one was fun. The other ones are bad, but it, like it's still Texas Chainsaw. So you're like, all right, all right, whatever. Um, what a sloppy franchise, though. I mean, there's a lot of horror franchises that are like just a mess. Mm-hmm. This has got to be one of the sloppiest. Yeah. You get on top of a car and just yep. whip that chainsaw around. All right. Anyway. On the highway. Amazing. Okay. What do you guys think of that, listeners? <laughs> oh, okay. This one this one's just kind of fun. This is also coming uh also from comingsoon.net, this article. Netflix snaps rights to Miramax's He's All That gender swapped remake. So it's a it's a remake of She's All That, except it's it's He's All That. Oh. Uh, you know what the world was clamoring for. Right. So here is hold on, let me see. Can I close this tab group? How do I close it? There we go. So people can't see. Okay. Here's why I was super excited to get this story. Paul. Oh, by the way, Paul says I'm okay. Well, Savannah says I'm here, but I'm eating. Paul says who is who I expected to have input on this, on the uh, Texas Chainsaw story. I'm always down for some Leatherface. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's also watching Snyder Watch, Snyder Cut. So, all right. Here's why I'm excited for this story. Do you see who the boy is? Melanie. <laughs> oh, boy. It's Melanie's favorite from uh, Cobra Kai. It's, uh, what's his actual name? Jared Robbie Johnson, Keaton. Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tanner Buckman, maybe? Yeah. Buchanan or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the star who's basically going to be playing Freddie Prince Jr.'s role, except, you know, mm-hmm. it's a girl in this one, uh, is TikTok star Addison Ray. Addison Ray. I was about to say somebody I've never heard of, but I actually think I have heard of that name. And I don't think she's ever been in a movie before. Hmm. It's, well, I mean, it's either pretty bold to, to then like give her essentially co lead, or this movie's just going to suck. She was really good in that one minute long TikTok. <laughs> yeah. She sold it. She sold it, really. Oh, man. So. Okay. Or maybe I, that's her character is just that, you know, TikTok type of a character that right. she doesn't need to, you know, know to do any more than what she normally does. Oh, no, yeah. Listen to this. He's all that centers around influencer Paget Sawyer as she accepts the challenge to, to turn the to turn the school's biggest loser into prom king in an attempt to avenge herself following a humiliating humiliating fallout with her boyfriend. I don't have trouble saying that word. You do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, an influ- she's an influencer. Mm-hmm. Sounds. Was she's all that a makeover movie? Well, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. It- yeah it's like, hey, here's go see that nerdy girl over there who's actually a, a super cute chick just wearing glasses because that's how they do in movies. Yeah. <laughs> She's such a dog. You have to turn her into prom queen. Yeah. And then I he's think- like, hey, I'm your boyfriend now. Take off your glasses. Done. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Take off your take off your glasses and pull your hair out of that ponytail. Oh, my God, you're gorgeous. None of them <laughs> saw Carrie. <laughs> right. Uh, who wants a male makeover movie? I don't know, Paul. That sounds a little closed-minded. They go. Yeah, and 
I totally want to see a male makeover. Have you heard, uh, male makeovers are way better than female uh, makeovers. Can't buy that, me love. Isn't that wasn't that um, where they both get made over? Where like they were both. Wasn't Queer Eye for the Straight Guy entirely a series based on male makeovers? Well, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, it's it's fun when you like if you took somebody like either of these guys, Randy or Jesse, and you cut their hair and shaved their beards. Imagine how, what a dramatic change that would be. It'd and that's be the kind dramatic. of stuff. That, that and that's what it's all about is the drama. So oh, yeah, God. of course people want to see male transformations. It is better when they're extra hairy though. But you know, Savannah says she's all that was garbage, and there's a running joke about that. I, I agree. Mean, the, the whole it seems like the entire reason to remake she's all that is to s- change the genders and make it a he's all that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like yeah, well, I mean, what's the point? Well, or maybe realize that some movies were bad when they were made and why would you remake them ever <laughs> like it was a flawed premise so <laughs> to be fair though every time they announce a remake of a good movie mm-hmm. i'm always like just no just remake a crap movie that sucked in the first place and do it right maybe yeah. this is that but so what know- she's all that needed was better cgi and about three more hours of content <laughs> probably it's going to probably take a couple million dollars and at least six months to do. And a, a surprise the- cameo by Jerry Lido. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the original vision. Yeah. Always, always mm-hmm. those execs, man. I feel like I seen she's all that in the theaters when it came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think probably, I did. probably on a date. I hope pretty I sure I own the soundtrack to it. At some point. Really? Oh well, I'm sorry. I don't even know. In. I don't even know what was on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm I have the soundtrack. I don't mean to bag on your guys' like favorite movie or anything, but <laughs> it was crap. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think it was all that. <laughs> and a bag of chips. Okay, let me see. What else? What else? What else? Let's jump over to. Oh, I did not mean to. Okay, no, we're good. The Oscars reveal 2021 show details. Social social distance, yes. Zoom, no. Um, this is from, by the way, the Oscars. We never really talk about the Oscars. Oscars nominations happened. Uh, the only thing I know that got nominated was A Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Or that's the only movie I had heard that has gotten. I just don't know what else is nominated. Um, but it got nominated for like five Oscars. So that's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's a decent movie. Yeah, I imagine and I think it's, not... it's okay. like one of the first movies to have a female in so many categories or something. Um, hmm. And a female nominated in so many categories. All it took was a pandemic. I tell you what, a couple more plagues and ladies, you'll finally be making the same as men at most jobs. <laughs> break, that's how you break a glass ceiling with, <laughs> with uh, infectious disease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so... According to LA Times, a letter sent to uh, Oscar nominees basically kind of runs down how it's going to go. Um, by the way, the it's the 93rd Academy Awards, and it'll be held uh, April 25th. Um, Paul, Paul says, I wasn't nominated for an Oscar, Emmy, or a Grammy, so I don't care. Paul, you're what's wrong with the entertainment industry. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> no, he's not. You're fine. <laughs> you know what? We don't care either. I was just mildly interested to like, you know, I 
honestly, it's like the it, it is the pandemic aspect of this story that makes it made it more interesting to me. Because I'm like, well, okay, so how are they going to they're going to social distance, social social distance, but they're not like doing Zoom, because apparently, and I also didn't watch the Golden Globes, but uh, apparently that was kind of a mess because. Mm-hmm. Everything's a mess when you have to do like video chat, you know, so mm-hmm. um, in the letter, it said, quote, we are going to great lengths to, prov- to provide a safe and enjoyable evening for all of you in person, as well as the millions of film fans around the world. And we feel the virtual thing will diminish those effects. Yeah, so they're not doing the virtual thing. Um, it'll be let's see. It's going to be held in person. It's going to be like in a t- the attendance will be limited to hold on. I lost it. Where was all that information? I'm vaguely remembering it, but um, essentially, I, yeah, I lost it. Essentially, it's going to be limited to like nominees, presenters, and obviously people running the show. So not like just have a Hollywood that didn't even release a movie that year sitting in attendance, you know, so it's mm-hmm. just going to be the people in question. I think that they should have gone Zoom. I think that they don't realize how many people, including people I know and that are listening to me speak right now, are voyeurs and they want to see what's in your house. Especially they want to know houses. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they want to know what books are on your bookshelf or what size TV you have. They need to know these things, and we should be forcing them to show us. It's funny because like, uh, you know, like usually this is a big fashion event. So I, I'm sure that the fashion industry has taken a hit because mm-hmm. like if you're not there, then you're not in like a Prada gown or whatever. Um, but now it's like, what if <laughs> what if there's a whole industry that pops up around that where it's like we came in and we redid their bookshelf for Zoom? Oh, <laughs> that's actually super smart. Yeah. That's funny. It's a combination of like set decoration and interior design. It's like queer eye for the for the straight guy, but for your for your walls. <laughs> okay, so this is there's actually hold on. There's something really weird about the fashion too. That they have to wear? Kind of. Okay, let me run through more of the quotes. Uh it's the letter bl- said black mask? No, no. Okay, we are going to great lengths to provide a safe and enjoyable evening for all of you in person, as well as all the millions of film fans around the world. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I already read that. Um, the producers promise an on-site COVID-19 safety team with PCR testing and different protocols for people already in LA and those have and those traveling there. Um, additional show elements will be taped live from Hollywood's Dolby Theater. Oh, here's some of the weird stuff. Okay. In line with the show's story-centric programming, the producers have asked each nominee to consent to a brief interview telling the story of their paths to the Oscars. Uh. We want to highlight the connection between all of us who work in the movies and show that the process is uniquely intimate, collaborative, and fun, end quote. Uh, The dress code, which is intended to be a, quote, fusion of inspirational and aspirational, end quote, admonishes against casual wear. And in lieu of speeches, the producers suggest winners, quote, read the room, tell a story. If you're thinking someone, say their name, not their title. The good news is you should be pretty relaxed by showtime because you all have you will all have been at a pre-show gathering at the Union Station Courtyard for the previous uh, 90 minutes with your fellow nominees and their guests, end quote. 
maybe this is typical like verbiage for letters that go out to Oscar nominees, but some of that's just really weird. And also just the idea of like, don't give the usual acceptance speech, read the room, tell a story. And also no. don't mention, don't mention people's titles when you thank them. What, what is that about? Uh, you know what this sounds like? Okay. I have been to lots of like workshops in my life. This sounds like the thing where like they sit you at a tape at a table and they're like, everybody take some toilet paper. And then you'll say one personal thing about you for each piece of toilet paper that you have, you know, like a game like that, <laughs> like one of those horrible things. That's like the worst for me where I'm like, Oh gosh, I got to try to sound interesting and like be friendly to people. And it's just not my thing. Paul says stories because they don't have enough actual nominees. I mean, is that true? I mean, I can't imagine there was a whole lot of competition this year. Um, <laughs> The the theme for the 2021 Oscars is icebreaker games. <laughs> right. <They're> like, <laughs> maybe that's it. Normally they're they they gotta play people off and they're like speeches are too long. And this year they're like we need to go talk, ahead and talk yeah. or else this is gonna be a 45 minute deal. At it. Whatever yeah. you want to do. You wanna tell us about your cat? Tell us about your cat. Right. Mm -hmm. But you better dress up for it and it better look aspirational and inspirational. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> You know, it would be great. Sorry. If they were like dressed like your inspiration. So if your cat was your inspiration, you could dress like a cat. That would be awesome. <laughs> but then we would all remember that they did a live action remake of cats. And uh, <laughs> that's the last They're thing like, they want. Like, no cats. <laughs> They're like, no, no. Um, okay. Now we're kind of getting into, hold on. There's got to be more stories. Cause these are like my, my B range of stories where mm. they're like, meh. Okay. I mean, these are the best stories. Yeah, I saved the best for last. Don't tune don't tune out. <laughs> uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, released, pushed back three months. All right. Sweet. I still have not watched Venom. Have you, Jesse? You have to have. I have. <laughs> it was, I've heard man. nothing. I heard it was not good, but I've heard good things about it being not good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right. I, I don't know what to say about it. It's like, it's better than it has any business being, okay. considering that it has zero ties to anything that would make Venom interesting in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's better than it has any right to be, uh, but it's also not good. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Paul asks if uh, Kenny Carnage got recast, and that was my... That was the best bit. Like the best, the payoff for the whole freaking movie is <laughs> is the after credit scene where you get to find out who Cletus Cassidy is. Oh, um, did Carnage get? Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, I, I might have that information for you. Tom Hardy will be back. Uh, Michelle Williams will be back. She was in it in the first one, I think. Um. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. He will be back. Is he that a spoiler, back. I guess? I don't know. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, it's a casting. I feel like I everyone mean, if knows he's in the point. title, then. I feel like everyone knows at this point. Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. He's a, he was an odd choice, but like as soon as I see him on the screen and I realize who he is, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm in for that. <laughs> it makes as much sense as Tom Hardy. Okay, so yeah, this has been delayed like three times. It was originally set for October 2nd release this year, or last year, sorry. 
then delayed, which is not a surprise that it was delayed after that, delayed to June 25th of this year, and now it's been pushed back to September 17th of this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch don't a lot, care. I watch a <laughs> lot of... That's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. I watch a lot of, like, YouTube channels where they they enjoy bad movies, and this is a movie a lot of those types of channels seem to enjoy. <laughs> so... And part of it was because of uh, Tom Hardy approach it, playing it kind of weird. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, I'll give him that. Yeah, he was entertaining to watch. He did some weird stuff, and I mean, that's in that's indicative of good, of of fun writing and and good uh, acting. But I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Savannah says Tom Hardy is beautiful. I mean, I guess he's okay. You merely adopted the beauty life. He was so, born well, to it. That's the that's the thing. Like I know, I, I knew the name most. Like I had him most associated with Bane, who you yeah. don't actually really see. He just looks like a big dude. And then and then he's in, uh, you know, Mad Max, and I'm like, wait, that's Bane, <laughs> really? And right. I've seen him in other stuff since, and I'm like, dude, he's for one so much smaller than I imagined. Although he does look ripped in most things. But, like, the way he plays a lot of other movies is really weird. And I don't know. Like, he's just not what I would have expected after having known him primarily as Bane. Yes. Uh, hey. Oh, sorry. I just said yes. To which part? What you just said. Is... Oh, okay. Matthew, McCona Matthew McConaughey eyes HBO return after True Detective and a... Oh, okay. After True Detective with a kill with a Time to Kill sequel series, um, oh. so he's attached to star. This is according to who? IndieWire. Uh, star in a series for HBO based on a time a time for Mercy, which is John Grisham's follow up to a Time to Kill. Um, the nineteen ninety six film version of a Time to Kill starred a young McConaughey as attorney. Blah 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 blah. So is it basically that character continues on and does other stuff? Yes. Um, I remember that movie, yeah. Oh, there's not even a writer attached to this yet. The project's still in early development. But, okay, well, whatever. Like, look, McConaughey's good. As Paul said, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he's good, unless he's in uh, <laughs> unless he's in a Texas Chainsaw movie. <laughs> oh, that's the what? That's the early McConaughey. He don't want. He don't. He never talks about. Um, the real reason I covered the story is because McConaughey, I actually wanted to talk about something Melanie and I discovered the other day. McConaughey has a YouTube channel now. Mm -hmm. Oh my. He's got two videos. At, uh, I, maybe he's uploaded something more recently, but uh, he's got two videos up. One he's talking about basically a fundraiser for Texas. And, uh, and the other one is just like talking about the YouTube channel. Like, welcome to my YouTube channel. And he starts it with all right, all right, all right. <laughs> of course, he's got to. He's got to. What else would and he start it with? He pointed out, and I was kind of surprised by this, that that was the first lines he's ever spoken in a movie. Like, it's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Because when he first started the video, I'm like, really? He's He really latched onto that? I would assume that's one of those things where he's like, I get it, I get it. But no, he's he's all about it. Uh, that That would be... Kind of impressive though, if the the first thing you first thing you ever did as an actor is like iconic and everybody says it always and forever, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I yeah. I mean, I'm glad he he kind of embraces that because 
I mean, it's not even just the line. It's I think that so much gets associated with him because it's also the attitude in the delivery. Yeah. It's yeah. just McConaughey, and that's just the way he comes across all the time. So it's kind of perfect. Uh, the YouTube video, like that one introducing his channel, it's very kind of written, but it, like uh, Jesse, as I, we were talking off mic, because I had... I, Apparently he's done multiple podcasts, so I can at least say I've edited an interview of his for a client, mm-hmm. um, in which he is definitely it was definitely promoting that book that you mentioned that you right. listened to. Um, I've I've actually listened to that part of uh, the book where he talks about that movie in particular mm-hmm. and and his first early movie stuff. What he's like, I'm not sure what like I don't know what he's doing right now. It's definitely not a career shift, but. He is pushing into this, almost into the inspirational type space, right? but it's weird. It's like a weird McConaughey version. So on the one hand, it's McConaughey, but kind of cool. On the other hand, it's not kind of not cool <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So like I was listening to that and I don't know like how much of it to get into, but like I was, I was listening to it without headphones on. And so Holly's hearing it too. And she's like, yeah, can you shut that off or put in headphones? Because he's talking about an actual uh, pissing contest. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There's like the yeah. There's like this whole scene in his childhood about like a rite of passage or whatever, and it's a literal pissing contest at one point that one of his uh, one of his brothers was involved in. He's mm-hmm. cheesy. He's cheesy, man. He's cheesy like a lot of them tend to be. It's, uh, it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, sorry. Savannah says, all I'm saying is Dan Aykroyd YouTube. And, Does um, Dan Aykroyd have a YouTube channel? Oh, he's such a <laughs> conspiracy theory guy, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's got to be some bonkers YouTube. Yeah. I, I just hope it's less uncomfortable than any of the videos that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quaid. Randy Quaid? Has, mm-hmm. Is it Randy Quaid has ever uploaded? Not necessarily to YouTube. I don't know where he uploads his videos. I'm sure he's been banned off several sites. But uh, or is it Dennis? Yeah. No, it's Randy Quaid. Or no, it's one of those Quaids. I, I know there's one. like one of them that's yeah. It's Randy. Oof. Randy always plays somebody crazy in the movies, but I don't know if he's actually crazy. <laughs> oh, so that oh, may yeah. be, that may get you confused. You know? No, he is crazy. Dude, oh, he, okay, okay, yo. Great. He'll upload videos of like there. There was some video where he uploads like super crazy, like conspiracy type rants. There was one where he was having sex with his his wife or whatever. They're filming it, but they've got masks of like political leaders on. I weird. It, Randy Quaid Twitter. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's very weird. But you know when you fly your plane into a spaceship and sacrifice yourself to save humanity. <laughs> Sometimes it messes with your mind a little, you know. It's all good after that, you know. It's You're a hero point. now. It's a good mm-hmm. point. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. be a lot cooler if you did. Okay, so since, <laughs> while we're on the, like, premium movie channel topics, let's continue with a little much less fun topic, but sticking with HBO uh, Brittany Murphy's life and death to be explored in a two-part HBO Max documentary. They they spelled uh, exploited wrong. I almost read it as exploited, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like explored. Yeah, um, 
yeah, whatever. It's just going to be a documentary about, Mm -hmm. about her. Um, and I just wanted to mention it because I figured Melanie would have things to say. I don't know. Oh, well, no, it it is because not so much about her career, although I liked her, she was fine. Um, it's more about the way she died. Um, because that was a big thing, like, or maybe it wasn't a big thing, but it was a, she died from pneumonia. It says they say boyfriend. And I think maybe even she were saying there's weird mold in the house and it needs to get take her apartment. And we think there's something wrong with it. It needs to get taken care of. And shortly after she died, her boyfriend also died of pneumonia. And then they tore up the apartment before any investigations took place. So the thing is, they think that they were not murdered necessarily, but they died unnecessarily because of bad landlordship. And I just think that that's really interesting, especially, I mean, you don't hear about that ever really, but it's interesting that it happened to, it can, it happens to rich people too, you know? Um, But it's a thing that I think wouldn't be a bad thing to bring attention to because yeah, people need to pay attention to that stuff and take care of, yeah, you just can't be negligent. Thank you. Um, with your properties like that, and that lead to some, uh, and you know, it, it, it's interesting to me. So yeah, if that's what they're focusing on, then I'm, I'm kind of down to watch it. Uh, not that I don't like Britney Spears, but I really don't want to watch her life story though. <laughs> so, you know, you mean Britney Murphy? What did I say? Britney Spears, but oh yeah, yeah. You just need to that, in for that's a different that's a documentary. Yeah, that's Hulu. Yeah, you go over there. I don't really want to watch it either one. Spears. Uh, Paul says she died of pneumonia and Cobain was suicide. I think alluding to the fact that uh, there has been lots of conspiracy theories around her death. Yeah. Um, and apparently, quote quoting who? Uh, Jennifer O'Connell, executive vice president of live action family programming at HBO Max. Quote, our Brittany Murphy documentary cuts through the tabloid news with an elevated, nuanced depiction of a since nuanced depiction of a sensational story. Why is it sensational? Crafting a grounded account of Brittany Murphy's life struggles and sudden passing comes with great responsibility. Uh blah 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 blah. Okay. Um I had read elsewhere, maybe it wasn't this article, that they're like not going to dive into oh. The series, yet to be titled, will work to debunk conspiracy theories and go beyond the tabloid headlines. Okay. That's, again, from IndieWire. So, okay. Well, I knew uh, every time she comes up, Melanie has things to say. Because mm-hmm. um, she knows uh, more, you know, she kind of is whatever. You've followed that a little bit. So, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't even know why, because I I like Brittany Murphy most of, like, one movie, and it's not even, like, a popular movie. Um but most of her movies were kind of crap. Is it Clueless? Because that was very No, not Clueless. Wasn't she in that? Yeah, she wasn't Clueless. But it was... um, What's that one movie? I made you watch it. Freeway. It was Freeway with Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland. I think the thing with her, because she wasn't in a lot of what I would consider kind of crap movies, because she did a lot of, like, teen... Mm-hmm. comedies or romance or romantic comedies and stuff like that, which are not my bag, but she was one of the, Oh, spun. Is that what you were thinking? Mm-mm. Oh, that's, that's a crazy movie. That is a crazy yeah. movie. Right. Uh, is that Leguizamo in that too? Is he? Am I thinking of a different one? No, it's possible. It's possible. I'm trying to get it straight. Cause spun 
I I I get spun and go. I think it was mixed up. They're mm -hmm. not the same, but similar in certain. Oh yeah, aspects. that's the one I was thinking of. Um, but she seemed very likable. As a, I don't know, she just seemed like a person that yeah seemed very friendly. I don't know if it's true or not, but she always seemed friendly. So, okay, yeah. what else we got? Oh, along similar lines, but not quite, but kind of. Comey rules creators to develop Capital Riot series in case you want to revisit that for some reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> in, case you forgot, in case you forgot that one, it was only that's the, January. That's the vulture.com. That's the vulture headline, by the way, which is a pretty good headline. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit of their opening to this article because I enjoy it. If you need a television palette cleanser in between the six to 12 projects based on last month's GameStop. GameStop stock market chaos, 6 to 12. Ugh. Here's another upcoming series torn from this year's re extremely recent headlines. For your viewing pleasure, according to, according to Variety, Showtime is developing a limited TV series based on the January 6th pro-Trump riot, during which the former president's supporters broke into the Capitol. I, I kind of I like that they framed it that way. Broke into the Capitol building while uh, Congress worked to confirm the electoral votes for this fall's general election. I mean, that's really all you need to know. <laughs> that's the whole story. But uh, yeah. riot exploitation, right? There's got to be a word for exploiting like recent events or political drama. You know, the way that the world is right now, and none of it surprises me because everything, and, and, and I'm not always up on current events, but something happens and it is in like, a meme and a video and a whatever instantly and then fades out of fades into obscurity pretty quickly too. So pe people who want to exploit it have to jump on it now or nobody's going to care. You know, I mean, that's probably why there's six to 12 projects based on the whole GameStop stock market thing, because right. there were book deals and movie. Deals say, I already don't care. <laughs> right. Like before it was even over, there were already book deals and movie deals like, yeah. Um yeah, and that sucks because that I think hurts us in general when it comes to political things, political events and important mm -hmm. news things that probably shouldn't be just like forgotten instantly. You yeah, know? I agree. Anyway. Uh yeah. Like I said, you know, that was my beeline of stories. Right. But you know what? Just mm -hmm. because just because the movie's out doesn't mean we don't have more Snyder Watch. Snyder Watch. Hashtag restore the Snyder Watch. Snyderception, says Paul. <laughs> By the way, sorry to cut you off, Jesse. Well, no, I mean, just because we're not watching Snyder doesn't mean we can't be Snyder watching. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so. Oh, my gosh. This is great. I, I, since the movie's actually out, I don't know. Like, I don't know that this got as much traction as the last time something like this kind of happened. But apparently... Uh, this is coming from decider.com, which I went to only because the website I initially seen the story uh, 
you go to their website and like the headline disappears. I'm like, I like to copy that headline into my notes so I know what the story is. So I'm like, I'm going elsewhere. Anyway, Zack Snyder's Justice League fan stunned as UK star as UK Sky air Sarah Jessica Parker rom com instead. <laughs> so, so oh, so was this supposed to run on Sky TV over there? Okay, so that's interesting. Okay, Uh, Zack Snyder. Okay, according to the Independent, Zack Snyder's Justice League was scheduled to debut to debut on Sky Premiere at seven a.m. GM uh, General Mountain Time today. Whatever, blah blah blah, to coincide with the film's release on HBO Max in the U.S. Uh, Apparently, people were excited about that. Um, However, when seven when seven a.m. rolled around. The credits played on an entirely different movie, The Family Stone, a 2005 rom-com starring, starring Sarah Jessica Parker, Claire Danes, Rachel McAdams, and Diane Keaton. Uh, so yeah, the, apparently the, the network made a last-minute scheduling change. What? <laughs> what? How do you, like... I would assume... I would assume premiering Justice League Snyder Cut would, would be kind of a big deal. And uh, they're just like, ah, you know what? Let's just play this 2005 rom-com instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, Savannah says The Family Stone wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, also, she had asked, what's that noise? And I'm sorry, I, I was kissing my cat. That's what it was. Oh, oh I thought maybe, I, maybe Echo, Echo wandered in here and was doing his oh. whining thing. So that, that may be the goat that oh. <laughs> the <laughs> ball heard. Listen, it's cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah. Animals, you, you know, it's the truth about cats and dogs. Talk about a right. rom-com that I had seen in the theater. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think yeah. we might own that. I don't know. I haven't seen it in forever, but yeah. we probably have a copy of it. Okay. Obviously there's not much more to the story, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just made, of course it made me think of the, like the Zack Snyder, like justice league being played instead of Tom and Jerry and all that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these weird false starts and false finishes. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's what this movie is, kind of. <laughs> yeah, oh God, yeah. Yeah, it really is. But, all right. So here's the first here's the first finish. Here's the so, chapter break. I'm not familiar I mean, obviously we're not in the UK, so I'm not familiar with Sky TV, but they had said due to broadcast issue due to a broadcast issue, Snyder Cut was replaced with other material. Is it Snyder Cut rated R? Yeah. Are they? I wonder if I don't know. I don't know what. It's not like I don't overdone, know what Sky but TV they have a couple f bombs. More uh, than one. Sky now. Oh, it's well. Apparently, if you're in the UK, you can still uh, download on demand the movie on Sky Now streaming service. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will also rebroadcast it at 8 p.m., which has probably already happened because they're like six hours ahead of us or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other thing, which also isn't incredibly full of useful information, Vulture.com says uh, their article, The Snyder Cut has already done its job for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Basically, it's given Max months of mostly positive publicity, which is, I think, their kind of number one thing. Yeah. Um, They also say the rival of Justice League serves as a a gigantic... Bat signal to audiences. Ugh. HBO Max is serious about all things DC. <sighs> are they are the they... oh right, right? Like they have that catalog. Okay, they're gonna show it. Parts of it. 
at times on a rotating basis when it's not licensed out to other companies. Also, where's the Swamp Thing series? Right. Where's that? Yeah. When and they they sat on Titans for how many how many months? Right, right. Nah, I'm not mm-hmm. buying that thing. That point. Um, uh, sorry. Hey, Jasper's here and he's uh, channeling the Doctor. Oh boy, my fam. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Jasper? Uh, yeah. So, well, plus. Where's all the animated features? Like that's one of uh, DC's probably best products, at least for a long time it was. And uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of those on there even now. There are a few, but no, you're right. Like Warner Brothers has a big back catalog, and in my opinion, the older ones are better. Like, yeah, was it before Dini stopped producing them or being involved? Those were great. And I think those rival any of the DC movies, like live action movies that have that still still right Mm -hmm. Uh, after he there was a change. They're real hit and miss. But even that, I don't think they're carrying all of those. Uh, Paul says, release the original Swamp Thing. Hey, who owns Swamp? The original Swamp Thing movies, live action Swamp Thing. Why not? Jasper says, I am the doctor. Hi, Clara. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I. That is, they do have a lot of DC stuff, but that has been a source of a disappointment from me. Like right off the bat is like, wait, where, where is all of it though? Right. Yeah. Uh, whatever. They're, they're, they're doing it how they're doing it. Uh, Vulture also says it, it pairs perfectly with the Warner media strategy of shattering the exclusive theatrical window. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like there are movies I mean, at this point, I'm not watching hardly anything on HBO Max, but there are several things I've been looking forward to. The the Snyder Cut, Mm -hmm. for one reason or another, I was excited about. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat might be the one thing I'm most excited for. Um, But Godzilla vs. Kong is like the end of the month, right? It's coming Mm -hmm. this month, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it'll be good, and I still haven't watched like the last one, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I like Godzilla. All right. Well, I think one of my favorite uh, memes that's out there right now is just this gorilla with his hands up, like, eh? And uh, he's like, look, I'm going to do my best, but he's a, ra- he's a radioactive dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm going to try. Oh, Paul says, hashtag release the 100. Just got to mention <laughs> it every time it's mentioned. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's my story. I think there was one other thing about uh, an actor had confirmed there in the. Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, was it Tilda Swinton? No, but whoever he <laughs> was, was, it Agatha all along. <laughs> whoever he was, he was probably played by Tilda Swinton behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> probably. Yeah. No, wait, it's the foil to Benner to Doctor Strange. Um, the foil. More Mordo was the character. Oh yeah, Mordo. Same, but it should be the same guy from the first movie, then, right? Or yeah, they recast him. No, no, he he's it's the same guy. The actor had said his name is I can't I can't pronounce that name, (laughs) so I'm (laughs) avoiding it. Okay, the actor has confirmed he is filming scenes for it. (laughs) Is it Taika to YTD? No, (laughs) no. Um, Sam Raimi, man. Listen, I'm not I I'm not too excited about like. 
just based on Sam Raimi's name being attached because he's not above just putting in the work on a, yeah. on a big block. We all saw Spider-Man 3. Yeah. We yeah. remember. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I saw Spider-Man 1. Not saying it's bad, but I remember being very disappointed because I'm like, where's the Raimi? Yeah. Oh, he was waiting yeah. for Spider-Man 2. Yeah. There's some good Raimi in that, but. Well, wait a minute. His car was in it. Of course, it's and Bruce Campbell, but that those two things go wherever he goes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like Bruce Campbell just lives in the car. Um, that's not true. Bruce Campbell's got stuff going on. I'm sure. Got Bruce Campbell things. That's all I got. Anyway. So hey, Melanie. Yeah. What should we be amazed about? Okay, this is just a, a small thing, but I found it interesting. Um, I stumbled upon. Um, this thing called uh, Beats Per Life Project, and um, they they've studied and um, they they make you eat beets to live. No, they they study different animals, and um, they know most. Okay, so most mammals live for a billion heartbeats, and then that's pretty much it, and they're and they're done. Um, and you know, the bigger you get, the slower your heart beats, which is why they think a lot of larger animals live longer than smaller animals because they reach that like heartbeat limit later. But there are ways or there are animals that have more than a billion heartbeats and ways that you can add more to your life. And humans right now are at the top because of course we're like the apex predators or, or whatever, at least as far as we know. But then again, they, so far they've only, studied 41 different fish species so they're you know you know they i'm sure that that might not stay the same but at, at, as far as mammals and the other that we've already um checked we are at the most we get two and a half billion heartbeats for our lifetimes uh which would go until you were about 70 or 80 it would take it would take uh 2.5 billion heartbeats to get there approximately um but yeah, most other mammals only get a billion heartbeats. And I'm like, that's fascinating to me a little bit. Hmm. And and again, also, yeah, like, well, why smaller animals have shorter lifespans in general. So what I'm going to take from that. Drink <laughs> less <fantasy>. energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. That's not what I was going to take from that. Savannah says, oh, you son of a gun. Savannah says turtles. I like turtles. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so what I take from that is when you work out, your heart gets beaten all fast. Mm-hmm. No more workouts. Yeah. And, and you know, and anxiety and stress and. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me sipping on monster audio listeners in the future. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. Or maybe, maybe also don't go ex- extreme sporting, possibly. But um, I think kind of extreme sporting might shorten your lifespan anyway in a lot of cases um, just because of injuries and whatnot. Right. The nature of the thing. Yeah. Um, Hey, Paul, you got any uh, call out to Paul real quick. Do you have any exciting interviews coming up? You haven't promoted anything in our comments, so I figure, you know what? I'll prompt it. Um, Jesse. You got anything interesting coming up? You got anything you're excited about? Nothing that comes to mind other than, (laughs) yeah, other than what I already pimped at the top of the hour. Right. So next week, 
I and I'm assuming Melanie, we're getting four hours, man. We're gonna watch this thing, man. How much? Think about how much like Atlanta and Archer we could watch, even though we probably already watched half the Archers. We're gonna watch how much Archer we could watch in that time, right? Okay, we're we're gonna watch Justice League and we're gonna talk about it next week. So next week, warning is hashtag just is a Snyder watch. Yeah. Or it, we should change it to Snyder watched. Oh, 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 I love that. We got next week's episode title already. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Paul says, Oh man, nice timing on that. By the way, Paul says the Snyder cut book interview should be out by Monday. He interviewed a guy writing a book about the Snyder cut and the whole like release the Snyder cut campaign so interesting yep. speaking I'm very of curious to hear that jumping on the you know news as soon as it happens right right <laughs> right dude's got a book written before it even like is properly released mm-hmm. that's okay i mean i guess as soon as the news is announced that it's actually happening then it's like okay well the campaign is success was successful time to write a book um we assume i don't know i don't know anything about it really <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything I don't believe coming up super exciting to tell anybody about, but uh hey, we wrap this one up early. <laughs> yeah. Why, why you laugh like why you laugh like that about that? <laughs> 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 I'm proud of us. Okay. Oh, we, haven't kept, we haven't kept it to an hour and like since so back when we edited it down to Less an hour, an hour after our yeah. three to four hour long recordings we do once a month. Right. That's how that's how Grolic's podcast used to be. We'd record for like four hours, which I tell you what, I, I mean I don't I, I do miss aspects of recording offline. Those four four hour episode recordings because we'd record two episodes at a time. Whew, those could be rough sometimes. Yeah, and you know that second that, the end. that second episode. Yeah. No energy. <laughs> yeah, it did suffer a little bit. All right. Well, hey, thank you two for joining me. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Thanks, Clara and Jasper and Paul and Savannah for chiming mm-hmm. in the chat. Always appreciate it. If there was anybody else who did, I don't think there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I already said Jasper. Thank you all. And uh, thanks, everybody in the future for listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, you can get more at GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X-Podcast.com. Also, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash... Grolix podcast. Mm-hmm. Basically, put anything slash Grolix podcast. If we're there, that's where you get us. Yep. So take it easy, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. How'd you kill them girls, Bob?